Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everyone. It is your host, Natalie Abbott, and it is the fifth episode of the month, which is always a special fun episode. So today we are talking about all things Bible. We are talking, not that we don't already talk about the Bible, but <laughs> yeah. we're going we're gonna to dig in a little deeper here. And we have Hunter Bielis with me here. And she recently wrote a book. Um, it is coming out like ASAP in two weeks, I think. Hunter, when does it come yeah, out? I don't even know. I forgot what day it is, but it's like a month away. Yeah. It's like April something. April 19th. So. Oh, there you go. So yeah. just in time for like your Easter basket, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just Pretty after close. Easter, unfortunately, but oh. maybe it'll get there sooner. I don't know. It could happen, right? Yeah. You could find it in a random bookstore, maybe. <laughs> um, but I have seen it and it is beautiful. Thank I've you. I've read it and I just, I love it. Who who illustrated it, by the way? Her name is Sulin Pang and she is in Malaysia. She's so cool. She's a believer in Malaysia and I just Dude. love that we got to have her. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I I feel like too when I was looking at it is is that your family in there and some yeah, of those yes. illustrations? Yes, the <laughs> publisher actually suggested what if we did four different families? So it's called uh-huh. read it, see it, say it, sing it. Uh-huh. So there's tracing four different families that each represent each one of those kind of aspects of the scripture memory method that I'm like encouraging people to employ in the book. Yeah, and yeah. we are one of the families uh, per the suggestion of the publisher, which is really kind. So it was fun for my kids to get to see. Uh, But it's also like people have different opinions about like what they should look like in illustrated form. So my husband was kind of like, I think my (laughs) arms look a little small. (laughs) Could you make me a little more buff, please? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about that book, but really it's just like a, a diving board into the deep end of the pool, which is like, let's really engage in our Bibles. Let's really be memorizing it. Let's learn it together. So it's read it, see it, say it, sing it. Right? Yes. Longest so title of all time, but it's I the method. So if you can get it, then you have it. it. It's, <laughs> it's super cute. And it's, and it is like, I think once you get that, then you're like, okay, this is the read it part. This, this is makes the say sense. it part. This yeah. is the Yeah. So tell us, right. Will you break it down for us? Like what's yeah. going on there with the read it? Okay. We got that. Read the Bible. <laughs> or listen, I suppose, if you're little. Yes. Right? Yeah. So then what's see it? Okay. So see it is kind of the concept that, you know, if you have it in front of your eyes, like I know you guys recently memorized that scripture passage from Deuteronomy 11. Mm-hmm. I like to reference the one in Deuteronomy 6, where it says like, fix it before your eyes. Yes. So to put the words of God in places where you're going to be able to remember that you Mm. need to reflect upon those truths and that we ought to be living by them. And I just find like, as a mom, visuals are so helpful for me. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if we would read our uh, storybook Bible every day if I didn't set it on the table to remind me, oh, this is something that we want to prioritize. I mean, same thing with anything in my life. Like if I don't have a sticky note or a reminder (laughs) popping up on my phone, like it's just not going to happen no matter Uh how well intended I am. And so see it is really this idea that we can put it before our eyes that will cause us to reflect upon its truths. 
So let's mm. see it. And then say it is the idea of kind of repeating and rehearsing the very words of God over and over, like meditate on them day and mm -hmm. night and also be testifying to them, testify to his wondrous works, as mm -hmm. the psalmist says. And then all of that is going to lead to um, what I like to call doxology, what theologians call doxology, which is a like a worship. So you have your theology, your understanding of who God is through his word, and you grow in that as you read it, see it, and say it all day, every day, whenever you can. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you're going to be led to pray. So you're going to be singing uh, God's word. So I think some people are like, is it actually like something that you need to like have like a melody to do? Do you like right. include a CD with the book? And I mean, no, it's actually just this idea that we're living a lifestyle of praise, kind of like what um, there's a guy who you probably have heard of, J.I. Packer. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a book called Concise Theology that I really like. It's like just a few chapters or a few mm -hmm. pages in each chapter on different theological topics. And he says, I often tell my students theology is for doxology and devotion. So the mm. understanding of who God is, is for doxology or worship and devotion. That is the praise of God and the practice of godliness theology mm. at its healthiest when it is concisely under the eye of God of, of the God of whom it speaks and uh, sorry, theology at its healthiest when it is consciously under the eye of the God of who it speaks and when it is singing his glory. Mm. So this is the idea that we're like reading Sing, saying, and singing of the glories of God in his word. Hmm. I just love that. That reminds me, um, I don't know if you've ever, if you're familiar with Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Yeah. Um, do you remember how he has yes. like an actual hymn, a hymn at the end of every chapter? Exactly. I love that. It's <laughs> I love it too. And it, it not only so that, great. but he has like these like personal application questions. And I'm like, how is this a theology book? This, yeah. is, this is actually even better than a theology book because it's not just theology, but it's practical theology. It's totally. like, hey, it's meant to lead you to, to devotion. Yes. Yeah. Which is what theology is supposed to do. Yes. But to have it like in the textbook is so it's such an implicit teaching of like this is this is how you actually also live it out. Don't just know it in your mind, but live it out. Sing it. Absolutely. And I think that's a natural implication of like whatever it is that we've been meditating on, we're going to testify to. And so mm -hmm. when you think about like what we're saying and singing, it's what we've been reflecting on. And that's what we want to be doing as Christians, right? We want to be testifying to the works of the Lord. That's evangelism. That's us walking in obedience to the Great Commission. Yeah. So as we continue to dwell on, uh, <laughs> no, no, no pun intended. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> as we continue to dwell on the truths of God's word, then it's le leading us to delight in them and to testify to those realities in the lives of the people that are around us. So it's mm -hmm. just this wonderful byproduct. It's like, it's so easy and yet we make it so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question for you. When you thought about this book that you've written, mm -hmm. what was the impetus? Like, what was it that just, was it the book came because this was something that you're already employing in your life? Mm -hmm. Or was it like, you thought about this and you thought, oh my, man, I, I want to write a book about this and therefore I'm going to start employing these concepts into my life. It was really derived from people asking after seeing our practice, like, how do you do what you do? And mm. so I tried to give words to it. Like I thought about it. I'm like, how do we do it? Uh, because really for us, it was an organic beginning. Like it 
it all was birthed out of my own need as a mother. Like Mm -hmm. I started to memorize scripture, Natalie, because I really needed God's word and I didn't have time to sit and open my Bible and feast on it whenever I wanted to. So I started to just stick like little truths in my pocket, like Mm -hmm. a snack on the go, if you will. And I would Mm -hmm. kind of munch on those throughout the day. And that's really where I started to begin to memorize scripture. And then I started to do it with my kids because I realized, wow, I can like do this with them. And it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. Like I'm instructing (laughs) my kids in the truths of scripture. And I'm also mutually being edified and growing in my knowledge of who God is through his word. Hmm. So that's how it all started. And then I thought, well, how can I give words to what we're doing? And Mm -hmm. I just, man, I sat down one morning and it was, it just felt like the Lord just gave me the words. And so I wrote the book really quickly within an hour, um, just as an overflow of what God, you know, had been doing in our lives over years. I mean, it was like seven years of practice at that point. Um, so it's been a real joy to get to try and communicate that in a way where other families might be able to utilize like, you know, the years of experience that we've had with scripture memory and to be able to employ them in their own lives and in the context of their own families. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think about it in my own life and with my kids. Um, so if there's something that I've, I've memorized or I find myself in a situation with a kid where they're struggling with something, a lot yeah. of times I will speak scripture to them or mm-hmm. concepts from scripture to them. Um, do you feel like that's something that you do very often? I know your kids are a little younger. So I'm thinking about like my teenagers and um, that sort of thing. But like with your little bitties, is it more just like the practice of learning it? Or do you feel like there are specific instances where you're able to speak into that with them? 100%. I think that that's the mutual like edifying thing again. Like mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be the type of mother who instructs her children with the words of God, right? But as we memorize together, the benefit is that, wow, not only do I have the words to reference from the text to Mm -hmm. be able to encourage them in their time of need, but they also have a familiarity with those words. So for example, whenever I came in on two siblings who are squabbling, which happens all too often in our house, (laughs) I'm able to say- It never happens in my house. I don't know what you're talking about. It only continues, right? Through the ages. Oh man. But yeah, you know, and maybe, maybe you and Vera can like testify to that continuing on into adulthood in some right? way. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. At times. <laughs> uh, uh. But, you know, instead of just being like, Hey, don't do that. Let's not fight. Like we don't mm. do that. We mm. say, Hey, what is love? And because we've memorized first Corinthians 13, we're able to say, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It isn't arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. And they, they know that. And so they automatically know, oh man, this is what it looks like to love my sibling. And am I acting in line with what I know to be true? No. Mm-hmm. So how can we reorient, like ask for forgiveness and kind of redirect our Uh, behavior to be in line with what God's instructed of us. So it for sure, it's just such a wonderful thing with discipleship moments. I think about prayer. Mm -hmm. We have a child who struggles with fear. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to actually pray the words of God, I think that's such a um, an expression of God, the comfort that God offers us through his word. Um, You know, she'll say, mommy, will you pray every night? Will you pray for my Mm -hmm. fear? And so Mm -hmm. I'm able to say, hey, God, would you please help 
this little one not to fear knowing that you are with her? Would you help her not to be dismayed knowing that you are her God? Would you strengthen her? Would you help her? Would you uphold her with your righteous right hand? And I can see the comfort that that offers to her because that's what the word does. It really does have the power to comfort our hearts when we're in a bad mood. That's one of the lines from my book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it does or that for me and it does mad. that for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's awesome. So so I'm thinking about, I mean, clearly you're talking about how this, this like gets lived out mm. in your home day after day. And But what happens when your kids are resistant to yeah. that? Because sometimes kids are resistant. (laughs) Absolutely. I think a lot of kids are really resistant. Um, I have the gift of having a really eager firstborn, which kind of sets the tone for our home, which is really helpful. But I do get a lot of messages from moms who say, what do I do? My kid just literally does not, refuses to engage in this. And I hope that the book is a help. That's why I wrote it, honestly, because I was thinking of the mother who, number one, doesn't know where to start. And then I was also thinking of the mother who is struggling to get her kids excited about memorizing scripture, to give her something that might help them to understand why is it that mom is asking me to engage in the discipline of scripture memory? What's the actual value in doing that? So I think there is a lot of value in helping them understand, here's what the word does. Here's why it's important for us to be regularly intaking its truths, right? We do that because it's the only book that has the power to change us. Like yeah. We do that because it leads us to Jesus. It helps us It helps us see our need for him. It helps us treasure him more. It helps us know and love God more. Um, it helps us fight sin. Like there's all these wonderful things that actually scripture tells us that the Bible does for us. So we yeah. can do that by helping them uh, get a theological understanding of like what the Bible does and what it is. <laughs> but I think even in that, if they're resistant to it, there is still so much value just in them seeing a humble parent who is regularly intaking its truths because they need it. So yeah. on the days when my kids are resistant, I do not force it. I do not make it an issue of discipline. I just say, hey, whenever, if you do not feel like doing this right now, that's okay. Mommy needs the very words of God. God <laughs> Jesus right. says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So I need this book like I need breakfast right here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading it. And if you want to join me, when you want to join me, you're welcome to. And I find that when I take that approach by the end, you know, with all of our banging on the table and all of our recitation, they usually have complied and decided to join into the fun. And that's the other thing is just make it fun. Hmm. Don't let it be a drag or a bore. Like you need, you need to show them how delightful the word is Hmm. by delighting in it yourself. And then by also making the practice of rehearsing its truths delightful. And sometimes that may mean as mothers getting out of our comfort zone, And it's not fun for me, to be honest. It's not fun for me to say God's word in a monster voice. (laughs) But have (laughs) I done that before? Maybe. Yes, I have. Uh, Because I'll say to them, hey, if what would make it fun for you? And just and and to um, allow that to be a part to allow them to be a part Mm -hmm. of the process is, Mm -hmm. I think, a joy to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when I was a new mommy feeling this like weirdness about Like, I don't get to have my, like, uninterrupted time in scripture that I want and that I need. And so, and not that I couldn't, like, find windows here and there, but it just was less consistent. It's a challenge. 
Yeah. And so it feels like it's always getting interrupted. Even if you set it up perfectly, then you're particularly prone to discontent. You are definitely going to have an early riser or something, (laughs) you know, you wake up at 4am and it's like, hey mommy, (laughs) what? Why are you awake? You never wake up at this time. That is Um, me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, I I think though, though, that this is like a really good space for especially newer moms to hear like incorporate your kids in that and there's grace for you in that and there is mm-hmm. joy for them and there is this like growing together that happens with you and your kids when you're engaging with them in these ways instead of feeling like oh, I'm so frustrated yeah they they got it they interrupted my time well pff, I'm just not gonna get anything done today like you know what I mean instead of mm-hmm. doing that and allowing it to become a barrier to your faith allowing your kids to become a barrier to your faith, you can incorporate them into into your faith and uh-huh. to help them not only see you reading your Bible, but to engage. And that's I love this about your book because it really does give you all of these pictures and images. And it is like a mini theology of mm-hmm. holding the scripture high in your mm-hmm. family. It's just Thank beautiful. Thank you. That was the goal. Yeah, I think when we see it as an invitation not an interruption. And really, if we think about it, like back to the Deuteronomy passage that you guys memorized, I mean, it's telling us we should teach them to our children, talking of them when we're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, all these little, what we see as interruptions are opportunities really to be doing exactly what scriptures commanded us to do as parents. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the way that Jesus interacted with people, he could have always been being interrupted and instead, he hmm. was taking opportunities to minister to people in their mm-hmm. need or in their whatever space that they were in. Um, and not that we are Jesus and not that we can like mm-hmm. do it without feeding ourselves. We've mm-hmm. got to do that. But we can feed ourselves while we are yeah. feeding our family spiritually. Yep. So. Totally. We moms, we know how to get scrappy with that kind of stuff. I mean, if we know how to do it with other things, you know what I mean? Like, right? how am I going to do personal hygiene now? <laughs> like I'll, I'll, all these things. So uh-huh. we have to get creative and think, okay, how are we also going to do this with the word of God? And, mm-hmm. and not just say, okay, well, this isn't my season and I'm going to coast on past seasons of growth. Like mm-hmm. you can, you're still, you're going to be growing more than ever before. And mm-hmm. honestly, you're going to feel your need more that, of, of God's word and instruction than ever before. And so we yeah. need to be setting up systems where we can regularly reference it because we want to be living in light of its truths more than ever before, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's one of those things too, where I think sometimes we think like what you said about relying on past seasons mm-hmm. of growth, like I think about our our spiritual life like you're on a river and your destination is upriver. Yeah. Anytime you you mm. put your oar down, you're going backwards. Yeah. You're not going in the direction that you're supposed to be going. There is no such thing as coasting or remaining neutral. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Mm. So, I just feel like so oftentimes we give ourselves this like, oh, it, it's fine. I just I'm not I'm going to just let it go for a while. When in reality like every little bit you can do, you like you said, hmm. you can just write down that scripture, put it in your pocket, look at it at some point when you've got a minute, you know, that, that God honors even our smallest efforts to, to yes. meet with him. And he meets us in those places. Yes. It's like so. that whole concept of Jen Wilkin, where she talks about making deposits, making mm-hmm. deposits into our biblical literacy. Like your deposit in this season may look smaller than it did in times past, but you're going to continue to be able to draw from that. Like it's like savings. It's like every little bit really does count. It matters. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but like when you've got little bitties and they're asking you these tough questions, 
you can't rely on big theological concepts to explain something. You've got to get down to the very basics and it helps you even yes. like if you can't explain what you believe to your kids, then mm. do you really understand what you believe? Mm. So that's good. Yeah. All right, lady, this has been super fun. I am so excited for your book. Thank Read you it, so much. See it, say it, sing it. Um, yes. by hey, see it. By the way, why did I not mention that see it is basically dwell? Dwell differently <laughs> is see it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that is kind of that's kind of what we do. We try to help <laughs> people see do. it. Yeah. I want to start telling that's my new answer is what does see it mean? Well, basically dwell differently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Hunter. Yeah, no, that's that is, I mean, honestly, what you're talking about, that this book came out of mm. what you've experienced and how you've lived that out. Like dwell came out of that experience of like scripture yeah. is essential. It's so important. I'm going to write it on my arm. I'm going to carry it around with me in my head. It's going to go with me where, where I go. And and when you do that, even just a tiny little deposit, like you said, like you just yeah. make a little tiny verse, one little verse, and you memorize it and you hold on to that. Even if it's if that lasts you a month, but then that's all we yeah. memorize. What a month. It just is rich and deep and totally. it, it profoundly changes void. you. It does a return sure. void. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you guys, do. I mean, it's just so fun. We didn't even talk about our history, but to have found each other online yeah. and have such kindred hearts. I mean, I used to write the first letter of every word in the verse on my wrist when I would mm -hmm. be washing dishes at Pine Cove Christian Camps 12 years ago when I was a college student. And so it was just so fun to see that you guys have made a much more beautiful version of that. Uh, and it's been really cool, like I told you, to see people from my life in times past that don't even know that we have a connection mm -hmm. uh, over the interwebs, sharing <laughs> their product and to be yeah. using it in the context of their own families. And I love your family pack that enables everybody to do it. My kids have loved to use those uh, when we've had access to them. So thank you so much for what you guys do. I'm so proud of everything you're doing and just really big fan of Dwell Differently. Thanks, Hunter. We really appreciate it. All right. So for any of you guys listening on this episode, we'll have links to Hunter. If you're not familiar with her, you need to go check her out first off because she's awesome. Oh, she's on Instagram. She's she's on the web and she's got this great book. And we'll have links for you to um, to find out more about Hunter. And and gosh, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us today. This was really helpful for our thank people, you, sure. friends. It's been so fun. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.